For God alone, my soul in silence waits. Truly, my hope is in him. I speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, believe it or not, we're only a few weeks into this year. (laughs) Somehow, it's still January. If it seems like months since you abandoned that New Year's resolution, if Christmas feels like a lifetime ago, well, you're probably not alone. For the last year, time has felt anything but normal or predictable. In our common political life, the first three weeks of 2021 have brought those three eyes, insurrection, impeachment, and inauguration. And while the last of those three does bring with it the promise of a new chapter in our common life, we're still dealing with much of what consumed our time and our energy in 2020. Trying to live in the midst of a deadly virus and great social division. It may be a new year, but it might not feel like it. Our gospel lesson this morning also attests to the beginning of something new. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. This is the beginning, the inauguration of Jesus' ministry. And we're still here in the very first chapter of St. Mark, only 14 verses in. In Advent, we heard the first bit, the, the beautiful first verse, the title really for the whole gospel. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And two weeks ago, we heard the next bit, the story of Jesus' baptism. Now, Jesus is baptized. He's returned from the wilderness where he was tempted by Satan. And with those preliminary episodes behind us, the story here is ready to begin in earnest. And what follows is a story characterized by a single word. We heard it twice this morning, and I just uttered it again from Mark's first verse. Good news. Okay, it's two words actually in English, but I promise in the Greek, it's just one. Good news. We're gonna spend a lot of time this year with St. Mark. It's the way our lectionary works. Mark's story is a story of good news. That is, after all, what we call the entire book, the gospel, according to St. Mark. Gospel, just an older way to say good news, and just one word, like the Greek. As disciples of this one who proclaimed good news, Part of our calling 
in this year, like in the last year, like in every year, is to figure out just what sort of good news this is. Everyone is looking for some good news these days. What do we need? Well, progress on vaccination, sure. Competent and moral leadership. Front page, front page headlines full of good news and not terror, surely. Is that what this good news is? Well, sort of. Yes and no. This good news proclaimed in the gospel, well, it's, it's not like the news of a change in policy or administration as welcome as those things might feel to us right now. And it's not really like news of a bold vision from a well-meaning religious leader either. It's not primarily a movement. No, it's, it's better than that. It's better news than an insurrection, better news than an impeachment, better than an inauguration. It's better than anything we might be able to cook up ourselves, even together. In the words of a theologian more eloquent than I, the good news is not abstract. Not first of all about human beings in general or some particular type of human beings, but about one particular individual, identifiable by name. Friends, the good news is a person named Jesus, the Son of God. God come among us, God come near. And the story that Mark and the other evangelists tell is so unlike any other story that has ever been written. For God, the creator of the universe and the source of all life, is walking and talking in this person named Jesus, giving us good news. Hear it again. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. And so with no time to waste, Jesus gets about sharing or being rather that good news. There's this urgency we find in Mark's gospel. Another word Mark loves is immediately. When Jesus calls them, these fishermen jump up and follow him without another word. Immediately they left their nets. Immediately he called them and they left. Immediately. Jesus is assembling his team. No time to wait for Senate confirmation. The time is fulfilled. It's now. St. Paul picks up this theme too. We heard just a little bit of it in his first letter to the Corinthians this morning. The time has grown short. 
be as if you didn't have a spouse or as if you had nothing to mourn or rejoice about, as if you had no possessions. There's no time for anything to weigh you down. The old is passing away. Something new is here. This is a beginning. This is the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And in the beginning of this new year, we have the chance, once again, to hear that good news, to encounter that good news, that person, Jesus. It's a chance we have every year when the calendar turns over. And perhaps a special chance this year when the people we've newly chosen to make decisions for our communities get to work and we begin the work of holding them accountable. Surely a new chance for a new world with each sleeve that's rolled up for the small prick of a life-saving vaccine. It's a chance we have each week when we gather on this, the Lord's day, to pray and open the scriptures and one day soon, please God, share in the sacraments together. It's a chance we have each day, actually, when the morning is resurrected from the dark night. This is only the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. In this new year, let's drop our nets and follow. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.